Hey everyone, before we start the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live podcast coming up next Friday, March 8th at 6.30 p.m. at Downtown Cinemas in downtown Las Vegas. We'll be talking about the new Blumhouse horror film, Imaginary. Joining me on the panel, we've got Jimmy Gonzalez, Tom Devlin, and Nick Woods. It's going to be a really fun time. Also, Downtown Cinemas is doing a promotion. You should bring your imaginary friend with you because you'll get a free upgrade on your popcorn to share with your imaginary buddy so come on out it's going to be a great time we're going to get into this movie imaginary talk puzzle pieces have a fun conversation we hope to see you there links and information and how to win tickets in the show notes Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it's a live episode from Maya Cinemas here in Las Vegas. We are talking about Drive Away Dolls, the new film from Ethan Cohen of the Cohen Brothers. Joining me for this one, we've got Shahab Sargari, Lizette Hunter, and Faith Nault. We had a great, fun time over there at Maya Cinemas. These live shows are so much fun to do mixes things up from our usual episodes and we get into a lot of great puzzle pieces along the way before we get to the conversation i do want to remind you as always to make sure you are subscribed to piecing it together wherever it is that you listen to podcasts you can also follow us on social media at piecing pod and don't forget to join our facebook group popcorn and puzzle pieces where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show we got a lot more live shows and a lot more podcasts planned so Make sure you are following and in the group and all that stuff, so that way you can connect with us and find out what we've got going on. But with that said, let's get into this conversation about drive-away dolls. All right, everybody, we are going to start our show here. We're going to talk about this movie that we just watched. This would be a really fun one to get into. I'm David Rosen, the host of Piecing It Together podcast. What we do is we take a look at a new movie through the lens of what other movies might have inspired it. And that's what I'm going to do with my great lineup of guests here. So I'm going to introduce them first before we start getting into the movie. Uh, right here, we've got Lizette Hunter, a filmmaker. She's been on the podcast before. Lizette, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Lizette Hunter. I'm an actress and filmmaker. And I'm a mama, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, just to the side there, we've got Shahab Zargari, also been on the show before, uh, a filmmaker, uh, works over at UNLV, all, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Introduce yourself. Thanks for having me, uh, Shahab Zaghari, a local filmmaker. Uh, and uh, it's really a pleasure. I, I love how you structure your podcast, and so it's always a pleasure to come back. Uh, also a father of two. Yeah. There we go. All right. All right. On the end there, first time on the show, but very happy to have her here, Faith Nault. Faith, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm uh, Faith Nault. I'm a also a local filmmaker. I've uh, written, directed, and produced my own shorts and worked on other people's student shorts, and this is my first time. I'm very excited. Right on, right on. So, uh... This movie, Driveway Dolls, this should be uh, insane to get into, I think. Um, I, it, it was not exactly what I expected, but also is, I think, a lot of fun. But uh, I always like to kick these things off 
Uh, for anybody who's here who hasn't listened to Piecing It Together before, I'd like to just jump right in, throw a puzzle piece right out there into the crowd and just get this thing rolling. And we call puzzle pieces these movies that we think might have inspired the movie we are talking about. And we are going to start off because it is a movie by Ethan Cohen of the Cohen Brothers, this being uh, Ethan Cohen and his wife in this case, uh, Trisha Cook. They wrote and directed this together. Um, but this is clearly back in the wacky side of the Coen Brothers territory. So we're just going to like jump in with some Coen Brothers with The Big Lebowski, with Fargo, with Burn After Reading. I think we could just take the wack Raising Arizona, just take the wackier side of the Coen Brothers. And it kind of answers the question of like, what is Ethan like without Joel? And that's kind of what we got here. Apparently it's just complete wackiness and zaniness. So let's like talk a little bit of Coen Brothers before we get to other puzzle pieces. We'll start, Lizette, are you a fan of other Coen Brothers films? Oh my gosh, I love the Coen Brothers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm a big fan. I mean, No Country for Old Men is one of my top favorites. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you see, w when they're together, you get No Country for Old Men. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Ethan, I guess we get this. And uh, they're already making another movie, Ethan and his wife. So and I'm sure it's going to probably be wacky and crazy like this too. Uh, but Shahab, what about you? Uh, as far as being a fan? Yeah. Definitely. I, I feel like, for me anyway, their movies are very hit or miss. I either you know really love it or really don't understand it, and that's also okay. But the ones that I love, I love so much. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's, there's this lyrical thing they have going with the cadence of people talking. You know, uh, I, I really think together they, they make magic, but... Um, you know, they do have all these adjacent projects that they, they've done for Netflix and all these different things. And sure. this definitely feels like one of those. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, really good stuff. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, they they balance so many different things from the comedy to the, the ridiculous characters to, you know, a lot of times idiot criminals, which we get here and, uh, you know, all kinds of fun stuff that really some of the best stuff in movies, like some of my favorite movies all feature, even if they're not Coen Brothers movies, feature some of the themes that they tend to come back to all the time. But Faith, what about you? Yeah, I really liked uh, The Big Lebowski. And yeah. um, I just watched Fargo recently. And, nice. and I'm kind of in the same boat as Shahab where like I either really like it or I like kind of don't understand it. Um, what I think is interesting is both Fargo and this film, someone has like a crazy accent or they all have crazy accents. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's just like the, they go all out with it. And I think it adds to like the bizarreness of the Coen brother feel. We also got like cars constantly being like a motif throughout this film. And sure. that's similar for Fargo. So I think they like cars. <laughs> also, the other thing that they really, really love is wide angle lenses. Sure. Which yeah. is amazing, you know. And apparently Ethan likes crazy wipes. Mm -hmm. uh, going from scene to scene, all that kind of weird stuff. But yeah, back to Fargo. I mean, the criminals driving around and just like getting pissed at each other, you know, yeah. that is like straight Fargo right there. Exactly. So uh, yeah, so just like, you know, kicking it off with that. And we're going to start getting into some other movies, non-Cohen movies as possible influences here. But Lizette, you're right here. Let's start with you. Uh, well, while watching this, I thought of, but I'm not a cheerleader. <laughs> nice, yeah. I mean, with all the lesbian stuff going on in this one, I mean, I mean that was a big one I was watching when I was like younger. Was but uh, but I'm not a cheerleader. It was like indie and it was fun. It's like 
you didn't see that back in the day in the 90s. So I would say that one would be my first one. Yeah, that's a great one and like a classic of that kind of movie. And an interesting thing that I read about this movie is that it was actually written in the 90s and it just sat on a shelf since then. Oh, wow. And they decided to not update it at all and to just keep it set in the 90s and keep that same vibe going. But I yeah, I, I, it fits right in with But I'm a Cheerleader, which... Yeah, I mean, even today, we still don't really get a lot of movies like lesbian comedies like that. And so uh, it's it's an interesting tone to, uh, to you know, jump on for, for a Cohen on their first solo outing like this. But what about you guys? Fans of that movie? Yeah. Never seen uh, it? Yeah. Never seen it? I've never seen it. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. And Natasha Leone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's a fun one. It's a fun you, one. You have me there. Maybe I'll go watch it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shahab, let's go to your first piece. Um, so uh, I did. I took tons of notes as we were watching. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that you know, so again, like this is this is all puzzle pieces, right? So first, you know, and I didn't mention this before. I also th- thought of the Lady Killers, which was a Coen Brothers sure, movie, but only in the sense that you know, man, they really do ensemble casts so well, mm. you know. Um, but the one that I want to bring up now is there was a movie in the 80s called Spies Like Us, <laughs> which is about a briefcase, yeah. right? Yeah. And it was Dan Aykroyd, right, Chevy Chase. Um, and when the government guys from the Pentagon go to the super secret military base, I don't know if you remember, and then they put a thing in the, coke machine and go down the elevator or whatever so when they get there that at at the gate there's these two guys with ak-47s that is the coen brothers like they stood in as those actors so the next time you see spies like us which is I about a briefcase yeah. it's the coen brothers letting him in yeah. that's amazing oh, nice. that's a great pull right there that's awesome and, and it's a great piece too like they that, that's a thing like uh, right now we're, we're seeing a lot of movies where they like you know maybe gender swap or something like that but like this kind of road trip comedy it's always dudes like going back forever and so you know it's it's refreshing to see this kind of one and it fits so perfectly into this story because it's really not about you know the the crime or the mystery at the center of it it's it's more about their relationship and her coming out of her shell and so uh you know and perfect. there was you know i think almost like spies like us there's this almost unreal like there, there's situations that just wouldn't happen necessarily like cartoonish. a plaster of a penis you yeah. know what i mean oops can i say that i don't know yeah, yeah. but uh yeah. that's I what mean, it was that's literally what happened right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah absolutely faith let's go to your first piece okay i've been teetering between what my first piece should be but um i think i'm gonna go with everything everywhere all at once nice. and uh i think the reason would be that there's this, the scene I remember that I remember just being like, this is bizarre, but such a good movie was like the random she fights with dildos in her hand oh, like yeah. scene. And it's just so bizarre, but it's so funny. And for some reason that stuck in, out into my head. And, and when I kept seeing, when I, we saw the briefcase, I was like, wait a minute. This is, <laughs> this, is, this is ironic because it reminded me of that scene from Everything Everywhere All at Once. And we also have that like, she likes, she, she's a lesbian and her mom's like, like that's a whole storyline. So I think there's a little nod to that really fun movie that i think we all learned to love that movie yeah because of how amazing it is <laughs> for sure for sure shahab was just talking about how like unreal this movie is and i think yeah. it's like very cartoonish and like literally anything could happen in this movie and i think you know everything everywhere all at once is exactly that literally anything could happen like at any moment in that and that's you know such a open-ended way for a movie to take place but 
they made it work, of course. And uh, yeah, I, I think it works here because, I mean, I, I thought when it, when that's what they showed in the reveal at first, I was just like, wait a minute, what, what is going on here? And then it was just kind of like, you know what? Why the fuck not? You know, <laughs> so. I, I remember like watching that scene during everything every well at once and just thinking what producer was like, yeah, actually, that's OK. Let's do that. And the same <laughs> thing happened with this. I was like, oh, let's put dildos in a briefcase. Oh, just yeah, let's do it. Sure, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go to another piece. Uh, I'm going to go to like the old sexploitation films with uh, like Russ Meyers stuff. And uh, I, I just last year actually watched Super Vixens for the first time, which is just so stupid and ridiculous and over the top and just filled with first of all you know it's a road trip they get in trouble with police there's lots of goofy sex in it it's like you know it's not it's not even really sexy it's just like goofiness within like the sex stuff that happens in it and uh that whole genre is just filled with that stuff it's all just like playing in the world of sex and porn and you know all that kind of thing and uh, I think this movie was trying to kind of recapture some of that while also trying to, you know, wink and nod, remind you of what Coen Brothers movies are. And uh, so it, it's, it's almost in a grindhouse kind of way, a sexploitation mm -hmm. kind of way. It's trying to get back to those kind of things while also still being like a 90s comedy, like we're talking about some of these other things here. But yeah, so just like sexploitation in general, but you could specify the work of Russ Myers for sure. And you guys yeah, there, watch There's definitely stuff? a lot of those... Uh, you know, grindhouse focus pulls. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you also yeah. get the uh, which is also kind of a Cohen thing too. But you get the like those those trip out scenes, like the mm -hmm. the really psychedelic things, and all that is in those movies too. So uh, you know, it, it's just filled with just all kinds of crazy wacky stuff, and uh, I think I think that's where they're trying to go here. But um, Lizelle, let's go to your next piece. Well, speaking about the psychedelics, it made me think of Fear and Loathing. Yes, yeah, that was on my list, too. Was, as soon as I was watching those parts, I'm like, this is just... The hotel. I'm like, the eh, yeah. It's the... making me high right now. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> so it, it made me think of that movie. Because also, they are on, like, a trip, you know? Like yeah, yeah. Personal mm -hmm. and mental trip and, and like in a, the car. And yeah. in the car. So, and, I mean, Benicio Del Toro, too, was just... Mm -hmm. I don't know. He just was really good in that film. So it made mm -hmm. me think about that movie. Ice water with ice. <laughs> it's backcountry. Ice water with ice. Lots of crazy shit happening in yes. both movies. So yeah, mm -hmm. I think that I think that's a great one to include here mm -hmm. for sure. Shahab, let's go to another one. Okay. What what else did I have here? <laughs> I was not taking notes. I should have taken notes. From Dust Till Dawn, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, trunk, road trip, crazy, gun, uh, you know, grind house. Yeah. But also, you know, as far as like the you know, Tarantino side sure. of things. I think uh, Four Rooms also came to mind, which was that, oh, yeah. you know, the short films all cobbled together. Um, you know, so I think uh, th those definitely came to mind. The Road Trip, the... Yeah, absolutely. Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, both of them all over what is going on here. Both of them, uh, you know, inspired by, you know, the sexploitation stuff, the grindhouse stuff, and, you know, kind of throwing all that in a blender and just, you know, all the crime movies, the sex movies, just all of it kind of thrown together into just like an anything goes kind of a movie. But I must say, watching the trailer, I thought it was going to be a little more fast paced. It mm. was kind of a nice slow roll. Yeah. You know, where the beats took a long time and they would flesh out like full conversations. You know, it wasn't this crazy action thing sure. that I assumed. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like it, it ended up being much more about their relationship. And mm -hmm. like we said about the girl coming out of her shell and like, yeah, so it ended up definitely being a little bit different from what I think what the trailers were kind of selling it on, but that's to be expected nowadays. I feel like they just sell everything as this big, fast-paced, exciting movie, and you know, that's a lot of the times not what it is. But what do you guys think about um, you know that combination of Tarantino and uh, and Robert Rodriguez? I thought they they played it really well. I mean, it, it's just you know like an O to them, and it was really nice to see that. Yeah, mm -hmm. and Cohen's, I mean, in their own right, or like, you know, in the conversation of like the best of the 90s with those guys. And so it's like they're all kind of feeding off each other in a way. I love the 90s. Anything that's yeah. like 90s inspired, I'm like, yes. I still live, I'm like, I, I still live in the 90s and I still dress like <laughs> the 90s. So. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Faith? Um, yeah, I I thought like the trailer, like he said, I thought like with the trailer it was gonna be kind of like like hot fuzz or like something uh, mm, yeah. kind of heist related, and it, it kind of wasn't like that. But I I mean it was I was pleasantly surprised, but I definitely thought it was gonna be more like heist oriented or like something like Central Intelligence with Kevin Hart and and uh, <laughs> right. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I thought it was gonna be something like that chaotic. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I it mean, wasn't chaotic. It, it was. I mean, it was chaotic, but it just some moments, right? Yeah, yeah. But just some that's kind of. I, I agree. Like it wasn't what I expected, but um, I definitely saw the the odes to other directors. Um, I thought it kind of had some Scorsese elements too. It just the yeah, interesting like gruesomeness at the beginning and like that fun decapitation scene. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Right on, right on. Well, Faith, uh, let's go to another puzzle piece. What do you got next? Okay, I, I think I'm going to go with this. I was thinking of the TV show on Max, uh, Harley Quinn, like the mm -hmm. new Harley Quinn series, because okay. that one kind of, uh, they, they talk about Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn, and most of the seasons they're not together, but it's always that will they, won't they, and there's this like sexual tension and love that they have throughout the first couple seasons that you're like just kiss already or just something already. Um, <laughs> And I kind of did that in this movie. I was like, oh my gosh, the tension, it's right there. Just do it. Um, and then it just was a fun um, way that they fell in with each other. So it, it gave me very much the Harley Quinn Poison Ivy trope, I guess you could say. I haven't seen that, actually. That, no, yeah, that show is so good. Yeah, It's rated R and you know this is, this is very lgbtq <laughs> yeah. plus friendly it's exactly this like, no yeah. it's like you like the poster it. for season four is them on a rocket that's shaped like a penis so i i felt i go. feel like it's it's, it's pretty so it's pretty in too. line with this it's film. hilarious <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's awesome i mean hell go there right like why not go there yeah you know? mm -hmm. so yeah it's a great one um, I, I'm going to go, speaking of the 90s, uh, the Coen brothers, I'm going to go to a different set of brothers, the Farrelly brothers. Uh, I'm going with Dumb and Dumber uh, nice. as far as just a couple of people. Nice. One of them much louder and more kind of annoying than the other mm -hmm. one and the other one kind of putting up with them and and mm -hmm. then uh, getting mixed up with you know having the wrong thing that they're traveling with and the other criminals are after it and all that so uh and in a way they had their own <laughs> dialect <laughs> <laughs> you, you can go you can go with other uh, fairly too like I was also thinking once uh, the the two bad guys were in the car and his nose was I was thinking of me myself and Irene with the nose oh, squeaking you know but um yeah so just, just a bunch of fairly stuff in there but uh I, I, I was I'd thinking love about those. Chris Farley, like with Tommy Boy. <laughs> yes, I was thinking when I was, was watching that. <laughs> that fits in there too exactly with the same kind of thing I'll throw that on the list too 
Um, before we open it up to the floor, uh, do you, uh, any of you have uh, others that you wanted to bring up first? I have before? a few. Let me let me just go through oh. them, and then we'll see. <laughs> okay. Twins, also briefcase, also Twins. car. All right. Uh, also two, right? Um, Army of Darkness, mainly <laughs> in the car, like when when they got the t the flat tire. The oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you know, like yeah, that a lot, a lot of Raimi so, in that shot for you know, sure. Which, but, which, they're Sam Raimi and Coen Brothers, they love the, each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, UHF, the the Weird Al movie, <laughs> uh, especially like when he would like you know be the meat eating Gandhi and like something like that. Where you're like, what is going on? Um, that the new one. No, no, that's the Weird Al documentary. UHF is oh. like uh But that was okay. No, UHF was like his like oh, okay. fictional movie. Yeah. Where he has to I highly recommend it. Anyway, that that was my list. Yeah. So beautiful, beautiful. You know, as long as long as you're bringing it up, I also throw in uh the nice guys, the Shane Black movie with Russell Crowe and uh why am I drawing a blank um, on the guy who's Gosling? Uh, yeah, Ryan Ryan Gosling. Yeah, uh, and uh, it you know it's a, a comedy uh, thriller that ends up getting into the world of porn, which then ends up getting mixed up with the world of politics. Uh, shout out to friend of the show Joe Black. I know he would say uh, his new movie Suffrage also gets into those kind of themes as well. Uh, but yeah, the Nice Guys is one of my favorite movies of the last like five ten so years. Good. It's so funny. Um, Faith, what about you? Anything else I you want to bring up? I have two to add. I think I was gonna. Th I kept thinking Baby Driver. I was thinking car. that too. And okay. then I was also I just looked it up because I couldn't remember the name. Uh, Sugarland Express, which is Spielberg's like first or early movies that yeah. he did, which also revolves around a car. There's another one I can't remember the name of it where it's that tr it's that truck driver and the car fighting each other. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. That's yeah. like it's like one word or something like run or yeah, drive. something. Or but it's like his very something. first one or something like that, and and it kind of reminded me of what you were explaining hmm. yeah it's something but it's like super early but he okay. uh, like shahab was saying there's like a scene where they're like crazy that's what it reminded me of right on <laughs> right on well i want to open it up to the floor see if we got any puzzle pieces here in the audience uh and i do have some goodies to give away later but we got one right up duel. there that's the name of it no, duel that's oh that's duel thank you thank you, oh, thank yeah. you. yeah okay i knew it was like a one yeah, word it was thing something like that. right on I, we got one right here chasing amy Okay. Uh, the bar, oh. like, stage. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Entertainment at the lesbian bar. We certainly like, haven't totally seen, and I mean, talking about that. all the 90s we've been talking about, and we haven't yeah. seen a lot of movies set in lesbian bars, so I, I think that's a great <laughs> one. It's 90s. Yeah, exactly. It's total <laughs> 90s. So I, I must think also say I love, I love it when someone brown is a main character. Right on, yes. right on. Yeah. Do we have any? I feel uh, like she could have like a little like sequel. Oh, her own like yeah. spin-off. Mm -hmm. She she could totally. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that could come along. Oh yeah, absolutely. Maybe, maybe a prequel about mm -hmm. how she became oh, yeah. who she is. <laughs> that would yeah. true. And her aunt. Her, her, yes. <laughs> her time <laughs> before Ralph Nader. The neighbor. Oh yeah, there's plenty to go into in there for sure. Do we have any uh, other? Uh, I see my mom who is here, uh, flailing her arm around. What what is it, mom? I kept wishing that the two girls would morph into Charles Grodin. <laughs> okay. Midnight Run. 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 Mid
in the doors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Have a go. And most of all, I guess I was worried about what would it cost me to take an Uber from here back to my house. Uh-huh. After uh-huh. 10 minutes of the movie. I felt it was slow and plodding, and I don't know I like if it did anything for winning the price. And I doubt that I'll ever go to another Cone movie again. Wow. There we go. Right there with you. I'm not a fan of Cone. Fighting words from Sonny Rosen and Gina Mazzoni. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Leave it to family. Your family to tell the truth. Yep. They've got to. <laughs> that's important. That's the most that's important, important part. Yeah, that's you know. absolutely. Family is. doesn't have to like what you're doing, but as long as they're supporting you. That's right. <laughs> support support family and support movie theaters. Oh. Uh, that's the important thing. We got a piece right up there. Did somebody say Pulp Fiction yet? I was thinking about Pulp Fiction. Nope, but it was on my list. It was on my list too. But I. Yeah, the briefcase. I was almost like, did we talk about Tarantino too much? You know, yeah, right, you know, right. I was but it was about, for sure. Well, and then did we talk about briefcase too much? And I'm like, that's like the classic one. Total. Pineapple Express. Uh, Good one. Yeah, th- that would be. That's definitely a great one to include here for sure. That's um. Well, I mean, it's produced by Judd Apatow, but uh, it is right. Yeah, oh. David Gordon Green. So yeah, but yeah, absolutely. It kind of goes in with my Dumb and Dumber piece there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, those two fit together. Those. Yeah. Eight heads in a duffel bag. <laughs> that is a good uh. one. Eight heads in a duffel bag. I haven't seen that in like uh, 30 years probably. Six like, logos in a briefcase. Yeah. Yeah. And if it was written, if you said this was written in the late 90s. Yeah, I think I think it was written in the like, mid to late. Wow. That's mm. crazy. Yeah, that, God, I wonder how that movie f- holds up. I haven't seen that in... So long. Yeah. Have any of you guys ever even seen that? No, I'm gonna have to a look it up now. Time. Yeah, that's that's a '90s movie right there. Do we have any other puzzle pieces in the audience? We got one right here. A couple of mishaps um, with with them and their travels. Uh, Thelma and Louise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about that too. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know them finding themselves along yeah. this insane mm. journey yeah. and getting mixed up in all kinds of crazy one's a shit. Female yeah, empowerment. One's wackier than the other. Perfect inclusion here. What? what? What do you want over there, Allie? I wonder if anyone has like dug into it yet. I'm curious. Did they have like a lesbian consultant? <laughs> uh, so Trisha Cook, uh, Ethan Cohen's wife, is uh, LGBTQ, and so she wrote like the main draft of this, and then he like co-wrote, you know, further drafts with it, and then they directed it together. So it was so funny at the end when they're like they're getting married. I'm like, that's very lesbian as to like. <laughs> Jump right into Yeah. This movie is a live action cartoon. Oh, so. but you, oh you know what? Let me let me also I there's one I totally forgot. Um that I, I feel like, you know, kind of addresses that in that a, a puzzle piece I was thinking of was the movie Mother. Mm. In that mother isn't something that like is supposed to have happened. It's all a metaphor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all, you know, in this movie, it was all wacky and like weird and like, would that even really happen, right? So um, I think what if it's all a metaphor of politicians, of, you know, pack money and like all of that kind of shenanigans that already goes on. So maybe it was all a metaphor. I I mean, Um, I would say that or of just, uh, you know, the craziness of her getting out of her shell, basically, Mm -hmm. of, you know, all this, what if 
you know, things happen. What, you know, what if it goes badly, you know, trying to get out of her own head. And these are all the craziness, you know, crazy things that could happen, you know? Mm. And so you could kind of look at it yeah. that way. And yeah. that's that a way. good point. I love I that you brought up uh, an evil dead movie and mother in this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Mo- movies that I bring up on every freaking episode of this podcast, which, but... and you, which you wouldn't be like, uh, with a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Hey, as long as somebody else does it, I'm, I'm just happy, I'm happy somebody else like mother. Cause oh. like, I felt like, Every, I, I enjoyed Mother. Yeah, I mean, I thought Mother. I yeah. loved Mother. And then, like, you know, you, there's some people that were like, what? You know, this was, they did what in that movie? And it just went over their head. And it's yeah, like, yeah. it's so good. It's the best. I love it so much. My my mother over there would not like Mother. but uh, <laughs> I think my mother didn't like Mother either. <laughs> no, not that Mother. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. The girl that was screwing the senator. In those psychedelic things, uh-huh. uh, there's a girl who sings really great. I love her voice, but she has set women back many, many years because she has always been. Maybe she's changing now. To me, she's the epitome of sluttiness <laughs> in music, and that's Miley Cyrus. And she, uh, oh yeah, I forgot she had such a strong resemblance. That is not women power. Sorry. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, my lead is not. <sighs> that, that Thankfully, we Cyrus. edit the podcast once it goes I, up. I that, that was it literally was Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yeah. She dropped the mic over there. <laughs> uh, do we have any more before we wrap up the puzzle pieces here? Um, I, I think we got we got a lot of stuff in here. Uh, I, I'm just looking at my initial list here, too. Uh, I, I also just want to throw in one last one, and then we'll wrap it up. And uh, that is the Wachowskis' Bound. Uh, talking about mm. lesbians mixed with violence, and you know that movie is not wacky at all. It mm. is much more serious, but it is great. And uh, so I just wanted to add it to the list. Nice, can, good I one. Check that one. Can I add like two bizarre ones? That might be two. I, I, I I'm like young, so ones. I keep adding like the the n- newer films. Just sure. Yeah. Um, I also thought of Cocaine Bear for a little bit of it. That movie you know, was fun. I, I don't know why, but it gave me a cocaine bear vibe, like yeah. Coleman Domingo's character being like kind of really Oda in this. Like yeah. he yeah. did this thing right now. Uh, and then the other one I was thinking of, it's very new, so I don't know how many people saw it, is Poor Things with uh, oh, the yeah. new film because it's so bizarre. And I think yeah. I really like the bizarre movies, so they yeah. kind of keep popping up and I'm always pleasantly surprised by them. So yeah. I think Poor Things, you the Bell, Bella and, and the main character in this one, uh, yeah. I think they have some similarities to them. Well, and and like we were saying earlier about, you know, this this woman coming out of her shell and like learning to like get out of her head and like learning to enjoy the world, you know, and what the world has to offer for her. That goes to the, you know, Poor Things, to her journey as well. And uh, I also strangely was thinking about Cocaine Bear, which we did do a live show on here at Maya Cinemas, but... Um, it, you know, it's nothing like it necessarily, but it's also just anything goes ridiculous, crazy road trip and yeah. violence. I and, think it's that know. it's that like they don't know they have this like crazy thing in their truck and like the kids didn't know that was like cocaine, sure. but they had a feeling about it. So and then they decide to play with it in both both senses. They yes, you know yeah. So I think that's why I thought about Cocaine Bear. Love it, love it. Great. Inclusion. And speaking of Maya Cinemas, this place is cool. I haven't, Isn't I've nice? never been here. Yeah. And the little pre-roll they had talking about they take movie theaters to places that don't have them. I was like, that's they got awesome. Tacos. Shout out to Maya Cinemas. We'll yeah. be back here, I'll by the back. way. Uh, we will be back here March 28th for Godzilla X Kong, April 18th for Abigail, and then May 23rd for Furiosa. So we got oh a bunch God. more live shows here at Maya. There'll be, of course, That's links serious. in the show notes. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> so uh, I think let's get into some closing thoughts. Uh, Lizette, uh, w anything that you just want to mention, anything you thought about the movie that we didn't get into doing puzzle pieces? Um, I just feel like I'm going to go home and watch No Country for All Men because I, I just love that movie so much. I want to be back, the bad guy in that movie. So it's just like, if you guys haven't seen that one, just watch it. They also unceremoniously killed the, uh, you know, the bad guys just like, like that, yeah. <laughs> which, you know, so, uh, Shahab, what about you? I thought it was fun. I thought it was wacky. Again, you know, uh, we're talking about characters that we don't normally see on screen so i sure. think it's a win uh 10 out of 10 for me <laughs> right on very cool what about you faith yeah i thought it was fun not what i expected at all mm -hmm. um but it was wacky it was bizarre and uh, if you're on Letterboxd, i'll probably write some weird unhinged <laughs> review and probably i think i'm i'm leaning toward like four stars maybe okay. four and a half um yeah. i did enjoy it uh like i said the bizarre movies tend to be something that catches me off guard for the past couple months so uh yeah, great job. I thought it was really unique. Right on. I'll just add, uh, we didn't really talk about the cast that much, um, but Margaret Qualley is great. Um, she's been in so many great things lately, and uh, she's, if you don't know, like the louder one of the two girls. She is a lot of fun here. Uh, Geraldine Viswanathan, she's does a great job against her and uh, the rest of the cast. I, I usually am not that big a fan of Beanie Feldstein. I thought she was great here. I thought she was so funny in this. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Coleman Domingo, you mentioned, I mean, it's a great ensemble cast, lots of, lots of great stuff in there. So yeah, I think that does it for driveway dolls. Lizette, tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Lizette double underscore Hunter. Um, Please follow and now follow back. <laughs> right on, right on. How about you, Shahab? Uh, you can find us at thinkspeak.org. Right on. And Faith, how about you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at strongfaith1, and then you can also uh, go to my YouTube channel to see all my films and chaos that ensues in my life. Uh, it's Faith Not Films. And you can also find the link in my Instagram bio. But yeah, uh, please connect if you want. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, again, thank you to all of you for being here. Thank you to Maya Cinemas. Again, we'll be back March 28th, Godzilla X-Kong, April 18th, Abigail, May 23rd, Furiosa. Hopefully we'll see some of you there, and people listening at home will hopefully be here. And that does it for today's show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, this is Wax Tracks Records here on 2909 South Decatur. We buy all your old 45s, your old albums, any type of music memorabilia. Also, we sell music memorabilia, albums, CDs, and a lot. Come on down to Wax Tracks, 2909 South Decatur, or give me a call at 702-362-4300. Thank you very much. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about drive-away dolls live from Maya Cinemas. Thanks to Maya Cinemas for having us. And thank you to my guests, Faith Nault, Shahab Sargari, and Lizette Hunter. Thanks to everybody who showed up to the live show. I hope we'll see you at one of the upcoming live shows. I told you about them all during the conversation. You could also check the show notes to find out about all the stuff that we've got coming up. But also, if you're at home listening, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. And if there's a five-star button, maybe hit that five-star button. Leave us a little review. It helps make sure that more people check out the show. 
You can also follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. We also have a Patreon I want to tell you about. The Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, from Awesome Movie Year, which is another movie podcast that I produce, and from my music career. I am a music composer. I score films. I put out albums of instrumental music and a whole bunch of other stuff. You will find some exclusives and early access to all that stuff over at patreon.com slash bydavidrosen. I really appreciate you just being out there listening to everything that I do. But if you want to support us in that way, it is very much appreciated. The tiers start as low as a dollar. You start getting the bonus stuff for $3 a month, and it goes from there. You can check out all the tiers. Again, it's patreon.com slash bydavidrosen. And thanks for being out there listening. So I close these out with a piece of music, and uh, today I am going to give you a little preview. Right now I'm in the middle of something called 24 for 2024. I am doing this ridiculously ambitious thing of releasing a new single twice a month, the first and third Friday of every month of this year. 24 new songs coming out on Spotify, Apple Music, all the streaming services. It's a lot of new music. Uh, I'm going to play a track that's coming out a little later this year. I think somewhere around August or September. Um, this movie, Driveaway Dolls, is a big throwback. So I figured I'd go with this one called Rewind. It is uh, part of 24 for 2024 and will eventually be on all the streaming services. But you're going to get to hear it now. So I hope you enjoy Rewind. Check out the 24 for 2024 playlist on Spotify or just follow David Rosen on any of your streaming services if you want to hear more of my music. And we'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.